Tracy on the case of the buried treasure. Stand by for action. Let's go, men. Yes, it's Dick Tracy, protector of law and order. Boys and girls, as a committee of one, I move that something nice be said about the sound effects men in radio. Where in the world would radio be with them? Just couldn't exist without sound effects men. Take gangbusters, for instance. Well, gangbusters would just about have to close up its books and steal away. Because that show calls for about two or three sound men. Now, one reason is that on the usual gangbuster show, an average of no less than 275 shots are fired per program. Now, that's a lot of shooting. And also, every time a bullet hits a gangster and he drops to the floor, the sound is reproduced accurately. That's right. The sound men make the plops that you hear. Then there are a few minor jobs they have to occupy their time, things like reproducing a police chase over icy streets, the trap door falling, and an execution scene, that's one of the hardest, and the bubble sound when a speedboat sinks. After a session of gangbusters, the weary sound effects men take themselves into a corner and babble quietly away. And that's why I think something nice should be said about sound effects men. They do a swell job, especially on gangbusters. And now, Dick Tracy. In yesterday's story, you remember how Dick, Pat, and Sheriff Blackwood, in pursuit of the Curry brothers, stumbled over a hidden treasure containing a parchment map with a hidden code. Temporarily leaving their chase of the Curry brothers, they returned to the sheriff's house to examine the contents of the treasure chest and to decipher the parchment map. Meanwhile, the Currys, Jason and Oliver, were going deeper into the swampland, taking with them the sheriff's dog, Dan, with which Jason and Oliver planned to trick the sheriff and Dick should they trail them again. In today's story, we find Dick, Pat, and the sheriff unloading the treasure chest from the back of the tractor. Listen. Yeah, better lift your hand a little, Dick, so we can get to the door. Okay, Sheriff. Uh, how's that? Oh, good. Good. Hold it right there. Let's go, Pat. Uh, let's go. He's right. The sooner we can put uh, this thing down, the better I like it. Here, I'll hold the screen door open with my foot. Fine. There. All right, let's go. Uh, oh. Pull those two kitchen chairs together, Dick. Look at me your foot. We can let the chest rest on them. Okay. That box is full of gold. Ah, oh, you have gold on the brain, Pat. The box is made of wrought iron. It's full of sand. And some other things, I hope. Uh, tell me, why did you want it brought in here, Dick? Well, you never can tell, Pat. It may be evidence. Then again, if we left it out there near the pit, the curries might backtrack and run across it. Well, what do you want to do now, Dick? Well, I thought I'd ask Pat to empty the chest just to be sure we haven't missed anything. Well, that's okay with me, Dick. While he's doing that, Sheriff, you and I can get busy with this parchment map. Uh-huh. I think I have the key to its secret. Uh, Sheriff, what do I do? Just shovel the sand out on the floor? Yeah, you can do that, but it's your own responsibility. If my wife should come back from her visiting and find all that sand on the floor, I wouldn't want to be you, no, sir. Well, then what am I going to do with it? Well, just shovel it into that box over there. You want to dump it, carry it outside. And be sure you sweep up after you're done, too. <laughs> Let's you and I get working on that map, Dick. Yeah, I'll spread it out on the table over here. All right. Now I'll get these old lead bullets out again and start where we left off. Mm-hmm. You know, Dick, if anybody was to look in that window and see us playing with these bullets, they'd think we're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. 
This odd-shaped one goes over here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And this one goes on this part. And this bullet goes over here, where this mark is. Oh, Dick, this is a map, all right. Well, it fooled me at first. Outlines are so dim, I wasn't sure if they were weather stains or something like that. Uh. But see here. Just follow this line. Yeah. See? Uh-huh. Follows the shoreline. It sure does. Well, let's see. We've got some more of those bullets to place. Uh, doesn't that one go over there? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. This one here. Yeah. And here. Sure enough. That's all. What do you make of it, Sheriff? Well, uh... Steady, Sheriff. Uh, what's the matter? Thought I saw someone looking in the window. I jerk out this light. No, no, no. Just stand still. All right. Uh, Mr. Blackwood. Uh, it's Bennett. What do you want? Well, I'd like to come in, please, sir. Well, come on. What's the idea of pounding around in windows? Do you want to get shot? Uh, no, sir. What were you up to, Benefit? Well, I just wanted to tell Sheriff Blackwood something. Well, go ahead. Can't you see we're busy? Yes, sir. I see you're busy, all right. But I thought you wouldn't know about that dog of yours. Oh, say, that's right. Old Dan, I forgot all about him since we found this chest. Well, I've been as far as the edge of the swamp listening for him. And? And I still hear you, Mr. Blackwood. I can still hear him paying the way he does when he's trailing. Well, I'm sure glad to hear that. It's just like I said, Dick. You don't have to worry none about the Curry brothers as long as Dan is trailing them. Wherever Dan is, that's where the Currys will be. Uh, please, uh, what do you want me to do, sir? Benefit, you just go on doing what you have been doing. Stay out there and keep listening for Dan. When it sounds as if he's treating, you let me know. Yes, sir. Uh, Mr. Blackwood, uh-huh. I looked in the window when I came around the house and saw Mr. Patton digging out the trash from that treasure chest. That's right. Uh, did he find any skeleton bones? Not yet, but he may any minute. So you better get out of here and listen for Dan. Yes, sir. Yes, I'll, I'll go right away. Oh, uh, Sheriff, take a look at the map. Uh-huh. I've been trying to puzzle it out while you were talking to Benefit. I traced the lines with a pencil. It looks more like a shoreline than ever. It certainly does, Dick. But I know all the shore country around here, and I don't recognize where this... Oh, me. Benefit, what are you doing here? I thought you said you were going right out. Well, I was, but... But what, Benefit? Well, I heard you tell Mr. Blackwood you, you thought that was a map, and I heard him say that... Well, uh, I mean... Uh, are you trying to tell us you recognize the shoreline on this map? That's it, sir. Well, why didn't you say so? Well, you didn't ask me first off. Then I'm a little bit scared of monkeying with dead men's property. Uh, tell me, Benefit, what do you think this site is? Oh, me... I know just where it is. I trapped right in that section all last winter. It's right down the shore, about three miles from here. It's a place called uh, Cook Cove. That's where they found the body of the ship's cook. Oh, please, Mr. Blackwood, let's not talk any names. Are you sure of that benefit? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, indeed. Uh, right here where, where you got the bullets and the sand dunes. Coast ain't exactly like them bullets are because the tide and the wind has changed them some, but they're still there all right. Those dunes is all around the cove. Dick, I think Benefit's right. Yeah, but what do them bullets mean, Mr. Tracy? I know they mean sand dunes, but what else? Uh, dead men buried there, maybe? That's what we're going to find out, Benefit. And you're going with us. No, Mr. Blackwood, that ain't right. I, I, I do want to go digging around there. I ain't afraid of the curse. Come on. We're going down the shore. Oh, Pat, get the tractor out again. Okay, Dick. And you get out all those shovels and tools again together, Benefit. Uh, but, Mr. Blackwood, please, I, I do want to go there. I'm afraid of digging around like that. And besides, there's a storm coming up. And then I got, got to stay around here and listen for Dan's paying. You told me that yourself, Mr. Blackwood. That that's exactly what you said. Ignoring the protests of benefit, Dick, Pat, and the sheriff loaded tools on the tractor and set out for the cove shown on the map. Meanwhile, the Curry brothers haven't been idle, keeping the sheriff's dog, Dan, on a leash made of Oliver Curry's belt. 
They're making their way slowly, deeper and deeper into the fastness of the swamp. Oliver Curry in the lead with old Dan stops for a moment on the swampy path. Let's stop here for a minute and listen. Quiet, Dan. What is it you're listening for, Oliver? I thought maybe I might hear whether they're after us or not. I'm getting fond of this dog. I wouldn't want him to take him back. Oh, you think more of that dog than you do your own skin. No, that ain't so. You're the one that had some sort of plan for this dog. All I wanted to do first was tie him up, but you made me bring him with us. <laughs> and I'm kind of glad you did. Uh, I don't see what you stop for. With that dog making all that noise, you never could hear anything. Maybe I couldn't, but he could. Couldn't you, Dan? Well, the way he's acting right now, nobody's following us. Oh, let's be on our way. We've got to make camp pretty soon. Ah, you hear that? We either get set now or we'll take a wetting. All right, Jason. You lead the way. Where are we going? We can circle around and head toward the cave that's on the edge of Cook's Cove. But that's right back to Of course it is. But just take a look at that sky. That storm's going to last quite a while. We got to stay dry. Okay, you lead the way. We'll take the shortcut back. I wanted to stay as far away from the shore as I could, but if the storm gets as bad as it looks, we'll have to take a chance. Keep that dog quiet. He smelled game. I don't care what he smells. Quiet. Quiet, Dan. Quiet. Quiet that dog or I'll find him for good. Shut up, you. Quiet, Dan. Stop it, I say. Now you keep that dog quiet and follow right behind me. We gotta hurry to beat that storm. Come on. Quiet, Dan. Don't make all that noise. It bothers Chase. It don't bother me half as much as it will the sheriff. He hears them. Now we only got a little way to go, so stay right close on my heels. Quiet, you fool dog. Shut up. He hears something. I don't see how he can with that poor little boy. He's making it. That'll teach him to be quiet. Now listen. I know what that is. That's the sound of a tractor. Pulling through the sand. That's what Dan was barking at. And the reason he was barking is that he knows the sound of that tractor. It's the sheriff. What? You'll see. Good dog and nice, Dan. If that's the sheriff, say... From the sound, they're headed the same way we are. That's right. Towards Cook's Cove. Maybe they're headed for the same cave we are. Oh, that can't be. They wouldn't be coming out to Cook's Cove in the storm unless... Unless it was something important. Huh? Come on, Oliver. We gotta get up on the knoll so we can see what this is all about. And Oliver, keep that dog quiet or I'll shoot him. Oh, you can't scare me that way, Jason. I know you wouldn't shoot Dan for two reasons. First, the sheriff would hear the shot, and second, you got some trick you want to play with this dog. Ah, you're right. And it looks as if the time has come. Let's get up on the knoll so we can see. If it is the sheriff and those two northerners, we may be able to learn what they're doing out here. Come on. moment we return to Dick Tracy. But first, boys and girls, you know the Gangbusters show is based on real life police cases. And each program points out how useless it is to try to fool the police. But some criminals are clever. 
They commit what they think is the perfect crime, for every bit of evidence is covered up. But somewhere along the line, they leave at least one clue. It may be small, but that's all the police need. Gangbusters traces the whole solution of a crime right up to the point where the criminal is caught. And here's something else exciting. Every week, the Gangbusters program will present a clue at the end of the show. Reports of people wanted by the police, descriptions and so forth. Since Gangbusters started, over 1,900 clues have been broadcast, and from them, 92% of the people wanted have been caught up with. So you see, the show isn't just a good story, it's the real stuff. That's how Gangbusters cooperates with the police departments throughout the country, to prove to crooks or would-be crooks that they don't have a chance. I think you'll like Gangbusters when it comes to this station on September 15th, exactly two days from now. Now, back to Dick Tracy. How much further, Sheriff? Just around the next dune. Can we get shelter from this storm when it breaks? Well, I don't know of any, but maybe Benefit does. As Dick's party approached Cook's Cove, the Curry brothers took their position on a knoll on the other side of it. Tomorrow's story will tell you what happens... So tune in, same time, same station, for The Adventures of Dick Tracy. Written by M.C. Brockhausen, directed by Wiley Adams, and this is George Gunn speaking. Dick Tracy doesn't have a crystal ball to help him solve the mysteries he's always getting involved in. He uses plain, ordinary detecting. Well, maybe there's a little bit of luck involved, too, but not too much. You'll have fun watching Dick Tracy track down a case to its final solution. The adventures of Dick Tracy are heard every day, Monday through Friday, over more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. You'll want to join the thousands who have the Dick Tracy listening habit. Dick Tracy, protector of law and order, will be heard tomorrow at the same time on the case of the buried treasure. This is the American Broadcasting Company.